People, welcome to the Shubbison Podcast. We're here to Chris J. All the sports and loves me back, people. On my podcast, we discuss the hottest topics in both the NFL and NBA, people. Please subscribe now and tune in. People had a great weekend. Out of sports, basketball, football, the whole yes. nine yards. People, I got a special guest today. I got my brother, my man, my yes, right sir. hand man from day one, Mr. Kelsey Rashad Grades. My guy, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself, man? Just holding it down, man, as usual. I'm blessed, man. Alive, breathing, you know, here on earth. Another day, another grind. The yes. grind never oh. stops, and just. Enjoying life and just you know accomplishing goals and you know doing what we do, definitely, man. So, uh, so just man, how was your day been today? All right, it's been good. I mean, it's a Monday. I mean, it's gonna be what you started out to be. You know, it's gonna be a little rough. You know, you getting off the weekend, relaxing and all that. But I mean, as the week progresses, man, you just you just get a feel of it. But it ain't how you start to week; it's how you end it. So, I mean, a Monday is a Monday, but hey, that's still a day for some motivation, though. Amen. Amen. Got to get straight to it, man. Definitely yes, NBA so. started off last week. <laughs> so obviously so many stuff been happening so far in the NBA, Eastern right. Conference, Western Conference. But right. so far this season, the main talk has been about the L.A. Lakers. They're 0-3 right now. Not looking so good right now. LeBron James, A.D., Russell Westbrook, and this supporting cast has not done their job so far. Darvin Ham, new coach. So just tell me your thoughts about the Lakers so far this season. Well, I mean, this should have been a time to learn from last season. Um, you take last season's uh, results and you put it into this season. Now, I really don't agree with uh, letting go of some key players, uh, Malik, uh, Monk, and you got Carmelo Anthony. I mean, regardless of how many points they may have put up, they played a key uh, part in this team. Um, yet and still, you know, they gave up two players for the same person in Russell Westbrook. And once again, for the second year, I don't feel like they made the right choice. Uh, even dating back to 2020, you got, that was your championship team, regardless of how, you know, the bubble and everything, but a championship is a championship at the end of the day. Uh, but you had a great core. Now, I, I guess they get redeemed from making a bad choice of giving up the Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Okay, you get you still have a good core with the team you won a championship with. So last year, they gave up Contavious Caldwell Pope and Kyle Kuzma. Now, to me, they were key points. Now they kind of redeemed themselves a little bit just by getting to the play-in. They may have not got the results they wanted, but they got in. But, like I say, your mistake last year was Russell Westbrook. And I do understand giving them a chance, giving them a, some time to build the chemistry with the team, but I'm just looking at this guy as the Mr. Triple-Double. You know, sometimes, yeah, you have to fit that chemistry in with other superstars, but I'm going to tell you something, man. If you the superstar, you say you is, sometimes you can just take – you got to know where you get in and fit in at. Uh, I see it in uh, many other places. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. These guys was able to come together and really play their part. But the biggest weakness that I see is shooting. Um, It just can't get it together. I just don't see it from, and it's not even just Russell Westbrook. I'm looking at Anthony Davis. I'm looking at LeBron James. Man, I looked at the game last night where it was one possession, 
where one of the players didn't even guard Anthony Davis in the corner, and he missed it. It was a horrible miss. It was a horrible shot. So, I mean, you got to look at your pieces. You got to look at, okay, y'all got a good front court. Y'all got good speed. Y'all got good rebounding. But point, you, your shooting is horrible. And even LeBron James know that for himself because, if I'm not mistaken, the first game he stated, we don't have many lasers on our team. Well, you might not have lasers, but you got to work with what you can work with. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is the GOAT. This is this new era's GOAT. So you got to look at back in Kobe's era and Michael Jordan's era. They didn't have the, At some point, they didn't have the best shooters around them. But they may do. So at this day right here, my thing is, as a leader, LeBron James should gather his team and figure it out. But you ask me, I feel like in certain ways, well, well, you know, LeBron James is kind of being a sore teammate as well. I would say this, though, you know, obviously – the season 0-3 right now, a horrible start so far. Right. Two winnable games versus the Clippers and, and the um, Trailblazers, but we lost both games. And the main thing has been shooting. So far in the season, we're shooting 21% from three. That's right. very awful. We like out of 30 teams in the NBA, we're dead last, 30. So we can't shoot threes. All the spacing is very poor. Uh, we got, we're getting open looks for a reason, and mm-hmm. we can't make them. Patrick Beverly. We got him for mainly defense, being a pest, being right. that um, being that voice. Right. We didn't get Pat Bell to shoot threes. Pat Bell can't shoot. And I don't know why right. he's shooting threes so much. Pat Bell was shooting like Steph Curry. Pat, Pat Bell, not Steph Curry. Stop shooting threes. Then Russell Westbrook, since last year, it hasn't – like it's been a bad fit. You know, I mean, the fit has not worked because Russell Westbrook, he's ball-dominant one, two right. – He's a poor decision maker. He has one of the lowest IQs in all the NBA. Three, he's never been a shooter, period. And four, Russ is hard-headed. Hard-headed, stubborn, stuck in his ways. And right. he's never wanted to buy in to winning. He's never had because he's always about me, 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 me. But Russ is a great player from his accolades. But since he's been with the Lakers, it's been a, a big disappointment. And my thing right. is this. Part of it, I blame LeBron James. One, because he wanted Russell Westbrook. I don't know why he wanted him, but he wanted him. And then we had Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope, two shooters that could both defend as well, two-way players. And they were younger and take pressure off LeBron James. And now you see Caldwell Pope right now in Denver doing it up. Uh, Kuzma, Washington, doing it up. And so sometimes it seems like, the Lakers, we made the poor decisions in the front office with right. Rob Palenka, LeBron James, Jeannie Buss. I feel like we have made so many poor decisions the past couple of years. It's like, what are we doing as the franchise? Because we had we had Caruso, went to the Bulls, won the title, lost Caruso, lost Dwight Howard. Then we got, we got, we traded, got let certain players go that's young, energetic, and people that could make our team better to get. Older players. Right. And think about LeBron James. Great as he is, he's always like playing with players that's old and one-dimensional, just spot-up shooters. Let's be real from mm-hmm. Miami days, back to Cleveland, then to the uh, Lakers. A title run in the bubble. And so it just, at times, it just hurts my nerves. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But sometimes in life, when you make a bad decision, you, you pay the price. And right now we're paying the price because Russell Westbrook, it's been a disaster. It's not getting no better. And so I feel like so far this season, we got to make a trade happen now and fast because all the players we got, this season, off season, when we got Patrick Beverly, we got Scottie Pippen Jr., we got uh, all these young guys. Uh, we got Scott Anderson from Golden State, all these young guys. Yes, they're young pieces. Great, they're young. Yes, but – Playing for the Lakers, they're not ready yet. They're not polished. They got to find themselves. And LeBron, you're 20. He don't have time to mold y'all and y'all to get there. He needs y'all up ready to go right now. And so that's the failure we did in the front office. So right now with the Lakers, it just – right now 
I don't think we're a playoff team. I think we're going to miss the playoff right now because this team has to change because we stink right now. We play good defense, but we can't shoot right now. And then LeBron James, great as he is, he shoots too many threes. Mm -hmm. He shoots too many threes. LeBron right. shoots three like he's Steph Curry out there. LeBron, <coughs> stop shooting three so much. Get to the rim and attack the basket because we don't have shooters. So guess what? Stop shooting threes then. That's stupid. How you – it just – I'll let you talk about it like, like far the threes part, but it just hurts my nerves seeing a team that can't shoot threes keep shooting well, threes. It's about, a, it's, it's about accountability. Uh, first and foremost, uh, when LeBron accepted the challenge to go to L.A., because of all the greats that came through LA and already being pressured as a comparison to Michael Jordan, the pressure was going to be on nowhere he went, no matter wherever he went. But when you go to LA, it's a whole, that's, that's showtime. So the pressure was on him from the jump start. And then you have Magic Johnson coming in. At that time, a lot of a, a lot of decisions were going to have to be carefully made, and within that, the front office made a decision. But it's something that the world don't want to admit: is LeBron James is handpicking his team. Period. Yes, guys may suggest trades, may suggest um, signings in the uh, summertime. But at the end of the day, I seriously, with everything in me, believe LeBron James had the last say so. Generally, because it's either his way or he was going to find somewhere else to play. Period. It's been like that in Cleveland. It's been like that in Miami. And to a point where he couldn't have his way and go somewhere else. But it's accountability. Um, Taking accountability for your choices. Uh, LeBron James knew exactly who uh, Anthony Davis was before he came in the league. Uh, his injuries caught us by surprise, and from that point, that was it. Uh, but Russell Westbrook, it's like you knew what you was dealing with. Yes, he was Mr. Triple-Double in OKC, but if you look at his resume within the past couple of teams before, you was on the Rockets for maybe, what, a year or two. Then you got Washington. So you got to look at his previous resume. What do you feel like he was going to do differently because he was with LeBron James? Understand this. In Houston, he played with Chris Paul. He played with a great team right there in Houston. I played with James Harden, James Harden. James Harden. You got um, all these guys coming in, role players, superstars, Bench players coming to contribute. You go to Washington. What happened? So you bring a guy over here expecting him to do what? Anything differently? Because, yes, I understand LeBron James. I get it. But we have to understand something, too. As great as LeBron James, LeBron James is getting to a point where he can't do it all. No matter how much he tries. I was looking at uh, a documentary, uh, the documentary, The Last Dance. Even Jordan had to understand I couldn't do it by myself. He had to go get pieces. Now, when I say get pieces, get effective pieces, don't get names. Because all LeBron James has been doing in his career is getting names. With Cleveland, you're getting names. You're getting has-been names. And their names, it looked good on paper. But if you look at the condition there is not everybody is not a LeBron James. Anthony Davis can't come to the Lakers and be a LeBron James, play through injuries like that. He couldn't do that. So now you got him, I would say, what, 60% Anthony Davis? You have a Russell Westbrook that's still trying to discover himself. Russell Westbrook is not used to being the third option. And if you ask me, he's not even number three. Simply because you have um, people stepping up. You got Patrick Beverly. He in his third game, and he didn't play harder than Russell Westbrook have this year and last year in three games. 
He's taking leadership. Now, one thing about this, if you're going to bring a whole bunch of stars together, somebody going to have to lower their ego. That was the way the, the Heat won that year. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh had to balance their ego to finally win. So it's about taking accountability and not pouting when the coach say, take a seat. Your time going to come. It's about taking accountability, knowing, hey, I have to play my role. If you know you're not a three-point shooter, uh, Westbrook, by far, I can say with the Thunder, I have never seen somebody attack the basket the way he did. That's your role. Anthony Davis, crash the boards. That's your role. LeBron James, a point forward, a floor general, play your role. So it's about playing your role. You got Patrick Beverly come in, play the defense. So you got everybody playing your role. You got a lot of role players that's upcoming shooters. But my thing is this. You got to put them in a rotation where it's going to work for them. And that means if you got a bunch of stars, somebody's going to have to take the lower road. Now, like I say, Russell Westbrook to me has never been a shooter. He scored. He's a great scorer, but he's a horrible shooter. Now, one thing I noticed last night was this. Was the strongest at attacking the basket. He was shooting 50. He, he was shooting 50 percent. From a foot in front of the basket. Layups. He can't even do that anymore. Now, at this moment, he has to understand his role. LeBron James has to understand his role. Even Anthony Davis, because I feel like sometimes in the midst of his scoring, he stepped out the pocket just a little bit. So it's just about taking accountability and playing your role. Yes, you got a new coach in here. But at the end of the day... Let's go back to his history. LeBron James had last say so. Period. And we just have to come to conclusion with that. Now, I did notice last night on uh, his interview that, you know, he felt like off the bat that everybody was trying to target him and make him go against Ru uh, Russell Westbrook and nothing. It's not about going against him as a person. It's, it's basically, like I say, it's just pointing out the fact. The facts is there. Your stats showed it. It was up by eight points, and in a matter of a minute, they was down by three. To a team that under, I don't really think, despite his points, I don't think Damian Lillard contributed as much as he could, and he still balled out. So you got to look at the facts. They didn't even bring our, gun, our, our um, sharpshooters to the game but they still perform, outperform the Lakers. That shouldn't have happened. And I really feel like, too, um, uh, the coach, he just got to learn the rotation. He got to know what fit in, what fit in. Because if it was me, myself personally, I would have left Russell Westbrook on the bench. Because my thing is this. This is not your team. We're sitting at a very defeated start. Because as of right now, other than the Houston Rockets, they are the sorriest team in the league. Both of them is 0-3, but un the only reason that uh, them is because of the performance they made. Now, yeah, we're going to give the Lakers, they played the champions, Golden State Warriors. They're going to go do what they do. Then you're going to turn back around and you're going to lose to um, the Blazers. Now, their schedule... Ahead of this, as of today, you got the Nuggets tomorrow, on uh, Wednesday. You got the Timberwolves on Friday. And then you got the Nuggets again on Sunday. You're starting out 0-3 and you got, I would say, at least a big problem within the Nuggets. Now, if we go into Minnesota and lose, as much as I love Minnesota, Shout out to Kevin Garnett. If the Timberwolves beating them right now, it's a problem. Because like I say, you got you got a tough schedule ahead of you right now. And you don't want to go into all-star break with a bad record like that. 
Man, I think the Timberwolves gonna beat them. To be honest, um, I mean it's a good possibility we could be zero and six, my team, because they're not beating Denver. I'm sorry, Denver. I think Denver. I think they want the team that can challenge Golden State in the Western Conference. Right. Them and the Clippers. Right. So I think they losing Denver twice in the Timberwolves with Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy exactly. Gobert. They got a young squad that's young and ready. Right. Young little Russell. They got a good team. Right. And so I feel like right now. They'll beat us, and then we'll be on the road. So that'll be tough, you know. So we could be potentially start 0-6. And by Russell Westbrook, you know, Russell Westbrook, he not really going to buy in. So that's why I feel like you got to either bench him, bring him off the bench, and tell him, hey, Russ, I feel like Coach Darwin Ham or LeBron James or somebody got to have a man-to-man talk with him, a teammate talk, hey, bro, like – it's about sacrifice, man. This is about the team, not you. Right. We feel like it'll be best if you come off the bench right. and be the guy off the bench and be that guy. Because to start, right. just I feel like you got to accept your role because end of the day is about winning, winning, sacrifice. You got to sacrifice right. something. And you can't accept that, bro. You got to just either bench you or, like, send you home and find a trade for you because right now – we don't need you to start. You're like you got like like you're better off the bench. You're a great player all the time, but right. this is not history. This is today. You have to update your resume today. As of today, you're not that guy you were three, four, five, six, eight, eight years ago. You're not that guy no more. You have you are a role player now. You have to play a role. You're not a star no more. He's not a superstar. Not taking nothing from his greatness because. He did what he did. Yeah. All-stars, MVP, triple-doubles. Mm-hmm. He's done it all, yes. Top 75 player of all time, yes. He's earned that right. But today, he's not even a top 20-something player in the league, a 30 player in the league. Maybe, maybe, Brez might not be top 40 right now, to be honest. Chris, he's not even top I'm just being honest. Three. And so he has to accept this role and accept it and embrace it because – that's not taking nothing from his greatness. Right. Me of Carmelo Anthony. Melo couldn't accept. He wasn't the star no more. He finally swallowed his pride and accept coming off the bench. And guess what? He let it embraced it. Why? Because he knew he wasn't that guy no more. He can't carry a team no more. And so Russ gotta ha, has to understand that. One. And two, I feel like the team has to run through Anthony Davis. He's 28, 29 years old. LeBron, mm-hmm. 37, bro. He'll be 38 in December. You cannot ask a 37-year-old man in year 20 to be your best player. He, great as LeBron is, he doesn't have the same impact as he once could. Right. Watching, watching his games so far this season, all three games, I've seen all three games. He's played okay. Game one and two. He had game one, he had 31 versus the war, 31, 14, and 8. He mm-hmm. didn't have no impact on that game. And then game two versus the Clippers, he played okay once again. Right. He's been he's been okay. LeBron knows how to put his numbers up still, but they're not the same impact. He can't defend like he once could. His impact is not how it once could. He can't carry bums to the finals no more. That those days are bent are over. It's over. He needs guys around him more. And AD supposed to be that guy, but he doesn't have no dog in him. One, two, he's always disabled. He's Coach Davis because every time I see this guy, he on the sideline coaching the street clothes. Let's be honest, sir. he's always injured. Three, AD, what has happened to his shot the past couple of years? When he first came to the Lakers, he had a nice J, nice mid-range, nice football game. The past two years, his shot has decreased. I'm like, dude, and then he's always hurt. And so that's been the issue with the Lakers, is injuries, the front office with the players they have surrounding LeBron James and AD, and three is Russell Westbrook. It's a horrible fit. He can't shoot, no spacing. And four is Rob Palenka. He's done a horrible job this summer getting this team around LeBron James. This is embarrassing. LeBron James, great as he is. And the highlight of the Lakers season is one thing. LeBron James passing the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scoring record. Besides that, their season probably be a failure. Besides that, and they got more to come. Um, I mean, back to what you were saying. I mean, 
LeBron James looked like LeBron James back in um, 2007-2008. You have a great team as far as name. Because honestly, if we just think if everybody played on this team at its highest potential, they got a shot. But as of right now, LeBron James is averaging 27 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. That sounds like he's having to do everything. So LeBron James is like this guy when he was 25, 26 years old. But LeBron James is sitting on year 20. At this rate, he's going to be burnt out. Burnt out and that leads to an injury. It leads to an injury. You have to look at the facts. Right now, they have to deal with it. And this is why I'm going to tell you they have to deal with it. It's because they traded away all their first-round draft picks for Russell Westbrook. They don't have any draft picks. Don't nobody want Russell Westbrook. So who won't? What do you have? Well, well, we have two. We have a 2027 and a 2029 pick. But the Lakers right now. Because the trade with the Pacers would involve giving those picks. Right. Russell Westbrook, but the right. Pacers probably just want to buy Westbrook, Westbrook out. Nobody wants Russell Westbrook. And, right. and folks saying trade Russell Westbrook, teams have eyes just like us. They see what we see. They see trash. He ain't doing nothing. Why would I want to trade for him? Mm-hmm. He ain't doing nothing for y'all. Why would I want him on my team? No, y'all want him. Y'all, y'all can keep him. I don't want that, man. I want them picks to get him. He ain't gonna do nothing for our team. I mean, the best decision they could have done as far as Russell Westbrook was leave him in OKC. And I say that simply because, and I always go back to this when you're talking about the all time greats. The all time greats, whether free agency, whether trade, whether requesting the trade, the all-time greats stayed and they built the team around them. And that right there is very key. Loyalty, yeah, you don't see that in this era, but it means a lot more. Because you got to think, what if Giannis He's been in the league since 2013. What if he jumps ship? Yeah, been potential uh, news and uh, accusations as far as he wanted to go to Miami, he wanted to go to other places. But when he had to stay home, it means a lot more. You go to the all-time greats, um, Kobe Bryant, you got um, Michael Jordan, you got Tim Duncan. You got Dirk Nowinski. You have all-time greats, great names. I feel like, and then you can even say the older ones that did go to other teams, but they went at maybe the last tail end of their career. You have to look at this. Build a team around your superstar. Because at certain points, these role players – these upcoming superstars would want to come over and join forces with you. But you can't go seek these guys that's injury prone at the end of their career, the ones you want to consider desperate for a championship. You just can't go seek them like that because my thing is, like I say, it all goes back to it. You put these names on the paper, they look awesome. But you got to have chemistry, you got to have discipline, and somebody on that team got to be humble. Now, you got a lot of egos like that. You can't just go out there and just play, just just think that, okay, well, I can shoot threes. I'm Russell Westbrook. Uh, That's Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Uh, We bring in a Dwight Howard. We bring in all these names. Look, it's only making it a little worse. I say this type of team right here lets you know what. I don't care how good you call yourself to be. It can it can go down the drain just like that. Who would have who would have thought this? 
the day that Russell Westbrook joined the Los Angeles Lakers, that their team will be this bad two years in a row. That's, that's true. I mean, whenever the trade went down, I said it was a bad trade, me personally. But I didn't think it would be this bad. I thought maybe that LeBron and Westbrook and AD could coexist, but not when the championship would still be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was wrong about that. They can't coexist at all. And it seems like they're going to miss the playoffs back-to-back. Last year, we only won 33 games and 33-49 losses. This right. year, we might be lower than that. This year we could maybe by 30 games. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, you know, um, I was watching this uh this TikTok today, and uh it was Lamar Odom. It was on some guy's podcast. He had said, um, watching the Lakers, man, so far they're not very good, you know, because they, they, they lack shooting. He said the trade that may make sense the most, maybe Anthony Davis, because they could get more back from him. Than Russell Westbrook, maybe, but I mean I don't think they would do that, um because because I don't know I don't think they would do that, but just the Lakers man it's a tough situation, it's tough to be a Laker fan right now and so it's just tough man, but definitely uh, obviously gotta go to the East Coast man obviously yeah. the Eastern Conference been very good too very tough right now obviously the Boston Celtics you got the Bucks you got the uh, the 76 is 0 3 start so far. You mm-hmm. got some teams and everything. So far, man, so which team has impressed you the most in the East Conference so far between the East with all these? Well, I have to sit with uh, the defending Eastern Conference champions, uh, the Boston Celtics. Um, they came out shooting. Uh, now, despite all the controversy with uh, the coach situation before the season started, uh, in the right situation, sometimes that can throw off people focused, but they remain focused. That's big. Uh, Justin to the next coach, that's big because uh, I feel like it's a difference between being an assistant coach and being the head coach. Now, the leadership that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown took is, is, is phenomenal. Uh, they're learning to work together. They're uh, taking the role players uh, and, and just bringing them up. It's like they basically picking up where they left off last year, uh, but even better with some risk. Uh, I really feel like behind them, you got um, Giannis uh, doing this thing. Like I said, Giannis is going to be Giannis. Giannis is going to get his regardless. Um, now, we're still trying to understand what's going on in Brooklyn. Uh, you got Kyrie, of course, being Kyrie, Kevin Durant. But it's just right now we're trying to find this Ben Simmons situation. That's big right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who is Ben Simmons because right now I don't feel like he have really just stepped up to show us this was this guy that we seen at LSU. I mean, right now, it's not – I'm not going to say it's looking bad. But I feel like if they don't grab a hold of things, you have this young core as in your Charlotte Hornets, your, uh, your Atlanta Hawks, your Cleveland Cavaliers. If you keep on, y'all going to find yourselves in number eight seed again with a full Kyrie. Because – just really not understanding what Ben Simmons really feel like his role is right now. I really feel like he has to really discover where he fit in in this in, in, on his team, because for what the all his years in Philadelphia he was playing point guard. Kyrie got that on lock. They have a backup point guard. I feel like he just read the, he need to. Bring back out that person he was at LSU. That big man. That dominant center. I understand that that's kind of something of just them back to a norm, but hey, I feel like you got to go back to that. Now, 76ers, by the way, I mean, right now, it's, I'm quiet right now because I feel like eventually they're going to spark up and get it together. 
But as of right now, I just don't see what what is happening. But I, like I said, I really feel like this is one of those things where you better get on the ball now because it's going to hurt you later on if so. I'm going to say this, man, about the East. You know, Boston, obviously, I said it's when the soon they lost the finals, they'll be better next year because they got okay. that bad taste in their mouth. But going to the finals, losing in the fashion of, of how they lost in the finals, right. with Tatum not playing his best finals, led right. the whole path in turnovers, him and Jalen Brown one and two, Tatum Brown was second in turnover the whole playoffs. Right. And, and just the, the inexperience showed at times, you know, as far as decision-making, and them going through this with their head coach, Emma Udoka, been spending for a whole year as far as right. the scandal with the with, with, with the staff member, all that stuff that happened. And so with them having a new coach and bringing the whole band back together and adding Malcolm Brodden, who's a right. floor general, right. who's a great decision-maker, who's someone who takes pressure off Marcus Smart, Tatum, <laughs> um, Jalen Brown, the whole team. And so I felt like they will be better. And, and I think Jason Tatum is my dark horse MVP because okay. I feel like been in the league six years. I feel like this is the year that Jason Tatum about to emerge as a okay. superstar because last right. year he was knocking on the door, but it's like he was knocking on the door, but the door was unlocked. All he right. had to do was just turn the knob and walk in. He, okay. he was just knocking. And I think now he's going to kick that door down and walk right. in that guy and, and just do what he do. Because he's that dude. When I see this game, he's a great two-way player. He can shoot, mid-range, three, post-up game. He got a handle. He, he can do it all. He, he He's 6'10". He can do it all, Tatum. And he's that dude. And then the guy's a light-skinned brother with good health. He's that <laughs> dude, man. He's that dude. And so I feel like this the year that he emerges and Jalen Brown right behind him. And so right. I think Boston be right in the mix. Now, I can say I do think when the Bucks are healthiest, when they have get get Middleton back because he right. had wrist surgery, I do think the Bucks are the best team in that Eastern Conference. But Boston's right, right there, so I won't be shocked about whoever went between Boston and Milwaukee. Now Brooklyn, man, first off, they just got. I feel like they're great on paper. Great on paper, got all mm-hmm. the names and that in the third. But one thing that they don't have is a coach. Steve Nash is not a head coach. Uh, Think about this. This is so funny to me because if you tell me, KG, so if if, if I apply for Sports Center, you think <laughs> Sports Center would even would even hire me or even consider me a candidate if I had no resume? I had no credentials. I had a blank resume. They wouldn't even look at it. And the fact that Steve Nash got a head coaching job coaching the Brooklyn Knicks, coaching the team in the NBA, and this guy had no coaching experience even at a rec league level. No rec league, no middle school, high school, no college, but he get a first job as an NBA head coach, coach coaching Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. KD, how you get a job with no resume? Make it make sense. It's the new thing, man. It's the new thing in the NBA. I mean, you retire, you go in there, and you just, um, hey, let's go either apply for um, – announcing job or a coach but coach is the big thing uh they see steve kerr he came in the league first year won the championship you had uh jason kidd uh Derek fisher some of these players they Mm -hmm. sat as assistant coaches for years and they learned they they had mentors their first time first coach they they had to wait for some years it made you doka say years like and then they had to sit and learn how to be a coach because just because you're a great player don't mean you'll be a good head coach. That's right. totally different. Yes, Coaching and playing not the same. Everybody's True. not built to coach. And with me watching some, just watching the next play sometimes last year versus the Celtics, for example, Steve Nash died on no play for KD to free him up for him or Kyrie Irving. It's like the whole time was one-on-one basketball. I saw one-on-one. It's all they played. And now you add Ben Simmons, a guy who does, who the, who does not shoot, who's afraid to shoot, and and who don't make who don't make free throws. It's like, what is he there for? Because one, Kyrie can play point guard, but if I was Brooklyn, Kyrie's better. Kyrie should play off the ball because he with LeBron James. Kyrie played off the ball, so, so I think Ben Simmons, he's their best playmaker. But 
I don't know if Ben Simmons is ready yet far as mentally because, you know, it's going to come a point in the time in the season he going to have to shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. He can't just go a season without shooting no ball. And Steve Nash, I want Ben to shoot. Man, bull crap. Ben better shoot. He need to shoot the ball. He has to get rid of those demons inside his head. He has to because guess what? When he played in the playoffs or faced Philly in Philly and the crowd booing him, called him, called him outside his name, he's <laughs> going to have to suck, his, suck, suck it up and play and get over it because he's going to have to shoot the ball or, or make free throws. He Teams are smart. Say if KD's in foul trouble and he's out the game and Kyrie and Kyrie and Ben, Ben going to have to be effective scoring the ball at some point in the season. I'm not saying Ben got to score 30 points a game, but it's going to be a time and a, a point in the season that Ben going to have to have a big night scoring the ball, scoring, assisting, and being a great all-around player. He can't just avoid not shooting. And then all he knew is catch dunks now. Catch dunks. Like, dude, teams are going to force you to shoot the ball or make shots, make plays happen. And, let, and two years ago in the playoff versus the Hawks, we seen the guy gave up a wide-open dunk and passed the ball to Thibault. And from that point forward, he, he ain't been riding the head. So Ben had has to prove he's ready in big moments. Because I, I, I hear him talking about it, but you got to be about it. Right. Well, I mean, my biggest thing is I wondered this a lot of time. Um, this is their job, okay? When they're not home enjoying themselves, when they're working, this is what they do. They don't have to worry about anything else with playing basketball. Now, if it was me and I had a weakness, which was shooting, that's something that I would strongly focus on every day. Because my thing is, there's no need for me to work on something that I'm very strong in. Yeah, keep it sharp. But shooting is very pivotal in the NBA. Simply because if you're not shooting the three, you're shooting the free throw. Now, this is to me the most embarrassing thing in life is to be able to shoot a three-pointer but can't make a free throw. (laughs) That has always been one of the most embarrassing things because it's like you're shooting further away from the basket and nine times out of ten you have a defender on you. Why, yes, I do understand pressure at the free throw line, but nobody's guarding you. And, and I say this by, I came up on, if you're not hot from the outside, start on the inside and work your way out. If, you didn't, if you're if you 0 for 5 from three-point line, try going in just a little closer. Get hot on the inside, then make your way back. But my thing is, for just like you say, to be a person that don't, take any shots people are going to dare you they're going to leave you wide open that's 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 insult regardless of whether you make it a it's an insult they disrespecting your game by basically saying on national tv that hey i'm going to leave you wide open that's disrespectful to another man because if it was steph curry or clay thompson they'll be doubling but my thing is, he's going to have to find his niche. Because if not, he's going to there's probably be a last team that he play on. <laughs> and and that's just the guy's honest truth. Because we're getting into a point, and you can agree with me on this, that you have some upcoming talent in the G League and in college that's coming up here. And these guys is hungry. And these veterans or these these guys, these two or three year guys, they better step up because you got some young talent coming up that's ready to play. I can say as of right now, I have never seen so many G League players coming up like this. I mean, it's phenomenal how now these guys coming in here letting these guys know I belong here. Are y'all getting an easy ride here? 
I'm finna earn my spot. And what's better than being given is something that's earned. And 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 it's just this is all across the league. I mean, my thing is this: you got young talent that's coming in here. The, the new thing you got young, because uh, these coaches and trainers say, "Hey, I can teach them how to shoot. I can teach them how to do this and that." But these guys is young. They're stronger. They're faster. And they got a little bit more longevity left in the game to make these franchises some money. And I mean, we get into a point now, these guys entering their 30s, they're entering their mid-30s. And and one thing we know is this, injury is taking over the game. And it's like when they get injured, they're not coming back the same. They may come back, but they're not coming back the same. Um, matter of fact, I would say I was just looking at uh, the, the Knicks game and I was just looking at uh, Derrick Rose, for example. I say, man, what would this young man be if he never got hurt? Yeah, that true. is a pure example of, yeah, you can come back and still make an impact in the game. But Derrick Rose now is what? In his 30s, I think. So now he's the injury. 30s. It's catching back up with him. He surpassed the moments of uh, hurting and not being able to walk because he tore his ACL and all. But now one thing you got to understand, as you get older, those injuries kind of come back and haunt you a little bit. Because now they're beginning to take effect because of age now. And one thing you got to understand is the young guys that come in here they're killing the game, and it's to a point now some of these players' careers has been forgotten. Yeah, you can say what they could have been, would have been, and should have been, but people are looking at what they're doing now. You just said it. Okay, when the last time you heard anyone say Russell Westbrook triple-double king? About it, been a long time. About it don't care about it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right now. You know, so what I'm saying is, you know, it's to a point where it, 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 you got to stay with your game. Because if not a practice, that's what I mean. What are you practicing for? I mean, if you're not performing in the game, what are you practicing for? That's true. Um, that's the issue I have with some of these players. Like, Ben Simmons been got drafted in 2016. And since then, he been the same player. He got better at nothing. Draymond Green loved Draymond, love his game. He can do every everything but score and shoot. But my thing is this: he had a shot twenty sixteen, but it's like his mm-hmm. shot is just had to evaporate. I'm like, what are you doing in the offseason? Like, how how why is the shot getting better? What are you doing? It's like, do you know how much better of a basketball player you would be if you had a jump shot? Work on your game, man. What are you doing in the offseason with all these podcasts? Work on your game in the gym and shoot. That's what you need to be doing. Not saying you ain't doing it, but you, you ain't going hard enough with it because your shot still broke. Your shot broke and broke every other seems like. And then with a, just so many players, like, what are y'all doing in the offseason? AD, when he had said, uh, I ain't shot a ball since April 5th. I'm looking like, bro, how you a professional athlete and ain't touched the ball in like two or three months, dog? Like, come on, bro. Come on. This is your job. I ain't saying I understand you may take take some time off soon soon the season over. Like 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 chilling, relax for like a couple of weeks. Yes, I understand that. But a full two months, man, I'm a regular person and I can't really go two months without shooting basketball. And I'm a and I'm a regular person, not in the NBA. And you getting paid all this money, I'ma stay in the gym. You ain't gotta tell me to be in the gym because like Deion Sanders say. When you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you play good. And when you play good, they pay good. Simple. Period. And that's the thing. People, I feel like they take advantage of the attention they get. You got to think, you got guys, you got access. You got technically 24-hour access to a gym. And if not, I can almost bet at least 80, if not 90% of basketball players in the league got a basketball goal at their house somewhere. Yes. And I do understand you have other things in life 
to do with yourself other than basketball. But when you are getting paid, that's that's your job. That's how that is how you're making a living for yourself and your, your family. family your, your, yourself. So if what's making you you're going to slack off on it, you're going to get you're going to get uh put out. Now I think some people feel like they are so good that okay, hey, I don't need to practice or I don't need to shoot. I understand that. You may be great, but if you don't practice, you're not going to get better. You're going to stay just at the same level you are. Every year, every season, every team looks to progress. You have some people who numbers change. You got some people number who get worse. Now, like I say once again, you got a lot of guys that was – under you know getting underpaid working harder than the people that's making all the money i got one person right now that don't get credit but this guy have bought if not guarded every guy and defended every guy kayvon luna oh yeah kayvon luna nice i like and guard anybody in the nba but he take 1.7 his, his pay ain't his pay ain't as much as the others but he work Harder than some of these folks getting paid top pay on their team, and that's what I'm saying. It's like these guys they love what they do. He's working on his game. I'm gonna be straight honest with you. I had a nickname for Kayvon Looney five years ago, I called him Looney Tunes. I remember that. I called him Looney Tunes because I did not understand what this man game was about, but he got in the lab. He worked with these guys. He learned from the game. He learned from the people he was with. He learned and he stayed. He said, yeah, I can go to these other places and make a name for myself, but I want to stay here and continue to learn from the people I'm with. Because my thing is this. If you get in a car and you learn how to drive this car, and then one year later, you go get in another car, what happens? You got to learn how to drive that car now. Right. So it's best to stay where you at and learn from the people you're with because I can say that the Golden State Warriors is the most constructive team I have seen. They are. They are they're the best constructive franchise and team like you about to ask for. Like they have everything and more. They have all that. And so from just from Bob Myers to to the to the uh, the, the, the owner, Joe Laco, Golden State. If I was an NBA player, I want to play for that franchise. I would love to play for them because it's family-oriented team, and they have the best development team. They can develop well because they draft well and they develop so well. And Golden State is their team. Everybody knows their role. There's no egos. And greatest Steph Curry is, he has no ego. He don't try to, man, I'm a Steph Curry. I don't know. He, 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 he lead by example. You got Clay Thompson and everybody follow his lead. You know, obviously Dre is the vocal of the Draymond Green, but still though, everybody knows their role and they win championships for it. And they've been very successful doing that. And so that's why probably Golden State wanted to go. I mean, and that's why Kevin Durant at that time wanted to be a Golden State Warrior because how their franchise is run and, and right. how they play the game. So unselfish and, and team, team first, you know, so it really is like the Spurs, but they took it to a different level going to state because because Steve Kerr had a mentor. Learn from who? Greg Popovich. How to run a system? How to mm-hmm. how to make a successful system? He, mm-hmm. But he did it in his own way, and mm-hmm. the way he made it better because you got guys that shoot better, they share the ball like they do it all, and go and that makes Golden State so tough to beat because on paper you like. They got players that ain't even all that. It seems like on paper, like they got, they got Jordan Poole, Kaminga. Uh, these players, like on rosters, like far as rosters wise, they got players that you don't even like. You overlooking the draft, like Jordan Poole would draft at twenty eight in the draft. Overlook, overlook. Mm-hmm. Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, a second round. Moses Moody can make like they guys you overlook like these guys, but. 
that's in that system they're in and once they buy in in that system there's stars in that system you see it ain't about who you who you have is how their how do their playing style make your system fit how do they playing style fit in your system and they can be a star in your system it ain't about the names it's how they it's how they play with, when they with you Get the best out of them and they always say it. It's it's it, you got to look at the guy that um, Steph Curry has been, uh, even down to Clay Thompson. And I feel like the most important player would be Steph Curry because on any given night, Steph can put up thirty easy. That's. But he has to understand something. I can get my points. I can score when I want. But I have to think about the next man next to me. You're right. Simply because at some point, I got to take a seat on the bench. The game still got to go. I agree. So it's the simple fact that that unselfishness, it will be benefit you in the end. My thing is this. Uh, Steph Curry has succeeded in that for years. I'm talking about you take guys, um, you got, Take Sean Livingston. That man was damaged goods coming in the Golden State. Damaged, yes. But it's playing behind Steph Curry, he he learned how to free himself up, how to make that shot, how to use what he had. He didn't have a three-point shot, but he made what he had. That he got that mid-range shit game. I have never seen somebody with the most drop-down, elbow jump shot, and can make it whenever he want to make it. And it makes a difference because of the team was on. Because you take these guys, um, guys, I, 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 and I thought I think about him all the time. Um, when I look at Andrew Wiggins, I think of Harrison Barnes all the time. I think of Harrison Barnes because the same guy that Harrison Barnes was when he played with the Warriors. They have turned Andrew Wiggs into that same guy. The same exact guy. The only thing that I feel like Andrew Wiggins has a little bit more is he know how to free himself up up, and he know how to fly. And he know how to create shots. But my thing is it's about, once again, going back to the first thing I said, these superstars, the vets on the team, taking accountability and getting the younger guys where they need to be. Stop thinking of yourself trying to remain the superstar on the team. Everybody knows you the superstar. What more? What more do Steph Curry have to prove? Nothing, man. He's adding to his resume. He just taking the young guys, adding to his resume, making them beasts. So if I make this guy next to me better, that's less work that I have to do. I don't have to work so hard now. I can go sit down in the the uh, I can go sit down the second half of the third quarter, the whole quarter if I need to, and let these men play. Because the only way that a man going to get better if you go out there and get the experience. The only way that uh, Kaminga uh, and Moses Moody, the only way they could have got better is what? They had to get in the game. Still, uh, Steve Kerr had to trust them in the game, in the finals. You got to think back in uh, five, six years ago, when have you would have ever seen a rookie playing in the finals? It's very slim. Very low percentage chance. You have to trust them. Give them a chance, but my thing is this: with no experience, how you gonna how they gonna play? How they gonna have to perform? Then when Steph go down, I felt like in my mind it wasn't good that Steph Curry got hurt. It wasn't good that Clay Thompson, but it was good for their team because it allowed these other guys to get some playing time, to get experience, and get better, and get thrown that fire. And right. I told somebody this, you know, then I let you go. Man, um, Clay Thompson was out two years, but with Clay Thompson being out two years, our injuries suck, yes. Hmm. But them allow the development of Jordan Poole, the and, and them getting traded for Andrew Wiggins and his development. So he key. came back, he had so much pressure off him, 
He don't have to come be the second best guy. Really, Andrew Wiggins takes a load off him defensively. Right. And offensively. And frees up Clay Moore. And -hmm. and having a third splash brother, the pool party, Jordan Poole, that takes more pressure off him. For now, coming out those injuries, I ain't getting double teamed. I mean, open shots. It's no pressure. And so it's even more or less pressure, man. So that allowed him, like, and that kind of prolonged Clay's career now because mm-hmm. come off those those catastrophic injuries, mm-hmm. Achilles and the, uh, the ACL coming mm-hmm. back, it was no pressure on him because the why they had dealt. They had guys that could fill those voids and, mm-hmm. and take the pressure off him. And so – that just a, a blessing for the um for the Golden State Warriors to have that, and they've been the best franchise run so far this season, in my opinion. If they stay healthy, I gotta go on back to back. Me personally, I, I I could be wrong, but I just feel like with having that title experience, getting that get, they the challenge, they got that mojo, they come back better, and then. Wiseman, he gonna be really good. Very athletic. They never had an athletic five that can run the floor, rebound, block shots, and make threes from time to time. And so he's he's young. He's 20, 20 years old, twenty one years old. Very young, very mm-hmm. athletic. So I think having him is great, and having Moses Moody, Kaminga, having all these young guys getting with Steve Kerr's doing in the game. He'll play those young guys about a lot of the time. Why? Because he's because he know play these young guys now. Because I know Steph Curry older, Clay older, a Draymond older. Why would I try to try to play them all these high minutes during the regular season? Burn them because out. I know in the playoffs, I'm gonna need my older guys when it matters most. So I ain't finna now I play them young guys a lot, and that's what they do. They hold the fort now. Golden State when when they before they got KD, they were on the strongest benches. And now again, they got a strong bench that can hold down the fort. Into because Steph Curry can play thirty some thirty minutes game and don't play as many minutes and get he get again his point still, but at the same time getting rest because yeah. he knows, man. Like Curry is smart. Yeah. I, I just don't see nobody beating them in a seven game series right now. I don't. I don't see them. I, I think they're. I don't see. Uh, they shoot too well. They're wear a coach and and like. Man, Steph Curry has took the game to a different level. I think he's better now than he was a couple years ago. He understands, hey, I'm that dude, man. He's found himself. He's bigger. He's stronger. You put weight on, muscle on, and Steph Curry, Steph Curry. And I do believe, like, they there, you know. And so, uh, yeah, man. Hey, man, obviously got to wrap it up, man. Obviously, of course, you're a busy man. Just want to appreciate you coming on the show. He's a lot to me, man. We always – Love talking sports, cracking it up, and just talking about the NBA, NFL. Mainly the NBA is always what we always talk about the most with me and you, man. Yeah, man. But just tell the world what you got going on right now just from your (laughs) – just from what you got working on right now for your photography stuff Um, and all this stuff. Well, right now – I'm, I'm I'm with the photography still, but I feel like it's a deeper calling that I got going on. Um, I'm actually launching out uh, at the beginning of the year, 2023. I'm going to be starting my uh, podcast. It's going to be entitled The Pursuit of Greatness, basically just letting you know, hey, is greatness inside of us all. Uh, just basically dig deep and bring it out. Um so it's going to be really on, on all different types of topics, but my main ordeal is to pursue greatness. And I want to leave this with you. Uh, the word pursuit means to uh, be a quick form of fashion. So basically go seek that greatness. You know, I look at it as we talk about basketball. We talk about so much uh, who's the greatest of all time. Um, we can sit here and say who's the greatest singer, the greatest rapper, but we fail to realize the greatest person in our lives, which is ourselves. So um, 2023 is going to launch. Uh, keep a lookout for it. Um, right now, I'm still holding down the, the cuts, the, the barbershop. I'm holding down the photography, but I really feel like I got to really step back and I got to bring this greatness out of our people out here. 
because we're so easy and eager to, to, to give credit to everybody else and we forget about ourselves. It's true, man. Very true. Hey, I think uh, we as people sometimes we always brag about other people. Man, it's time for people to brag about us. You know, you know, talk about your greatness because it is greatness inside everybody. Everybody got a purpose. Me personally, I think the two greatest days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why you were born. Mm -hmm. And so those are the two best days of your life. And when you figure out why you were born and you put that and being in the right environment and being around people that's going to bring it out, out of you more and just and have the work and they had a dedication, determination, and discipline. And the sky's the limit, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I, I wish you the best with the podcast, you know. Yes, Hopefully, in 2023, man, I come with guests on the podcast, man. Oh, yeah, man, I'm bringing you guys on. Trust <laughs> me, man. Um, I got to bring you guys on because, like I say, uh, from your end to my end to, to anybody, we got to get it out there. We, we just cannot just let these people fall like this. I see too much greatness in people even when they don't see it in themselves. And sometimes that's all they need. They need somebody that's on their level to see it in them. I agree. Definitely, man. Hey, people, it's great to decide everybody. Everybody has greatness because people, we all have a gift, but it's up to us to find our gift and find yeah. your niche, find the things you can do. Because, and a passion is a passion, but when you got a talent, you can always get better at your talent. And a talent can be a skill. Get better at your talent over time, you know. So, hey, right. KG, man, I, like I said, once again, it's been an honor to bring you on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. You know, for all the listeners, this episode will be on Spotify, Apple Music, I mean, podcasts, for all the listeners. So, KG knows the sports. Great man, man of faith, man of God, a man that wears many hats. A guy I called my brother since day one, since we was playing yeah. basketball in Douglas, Georgia. In the hot sun, wow! Bring that so many years, man. College memories, a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of great times, sad times, emotional times. Someone to call that's my brother since day one, and so yeah. he has a lot going on. A man that wears many hats once again. People have a blessed, a blessed night. Happy Monday, and be great and, and achieve greatness. We we love y'all. We out. Peace. All right. Be- Oh,